0: turn moving to 1 Peter chapter number two. And we want to talk about a spirit of submission, a spirit of submission. You know, as, as I look at the climate uh, in this country and in our communities, uh, I recognize that, that a lot of the stuff that's happening uh, in our world, on the national scene, and in, in the political environment, uh, has, has caused people uh, to not really, not really walk in or understand the spirit of submission that is so critically important for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ to operate and to move in. And so there are a lot of people who've gotten bold and, uh, and, and, obnoxious and just, uh, not really, not really walking in a spirit of submission. Uh, and that's happening even in our churches, uh, certainly within our communities. And I think it's, it's critically important that each one of us, uh, Learn what the Bible says about a spirit of submission. I gave you an outline there. We'll, we'll walk through. That'll be our guide for us tonight. But 1 Peter chapter number 2, and then we'll begin our reading at verse number 13. 1 Peter. As a matter of fact, let's start at verse 11. 1 Peter chapter 2, and we'll begin our reading at verse number 11. Talking about a spirit of submission. Um, that word submission, again, that concept is repeated quite often throughout the Holy Scriptures. And it's a military term, which means to range under the command of a leader. Uh, you know, God, when you, when you look at God and how he operates and how he moves in the Holy Scripture, you'll know and quickly come to a, an understanding that God is a God of order. And he, he wants everything to be done decently and in order. Is that correct? Uh, but a spirit of submission, I think, is missing in a lot of our churches today, so much so that people have the mindset that that I am not obligated to do anything that I don't feel like doing. Uh, and I'm here to tell you that that when if that is your attitude as a Christian, you will be walking outside of the will of God. I'm talking about a spirit of submission, which means to arrange under the command of a leader. In a non-military sense, uh, it means to voluntar- voluntarily giving in, cooperating, carrying a burden, etc. cetera. Uh, how many of you know that that uh, if if you're being forced to do something, then that's not really submission, okay? Even within the confines of a husband-wife relationship, which says wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. If you're being forced to do that, and you're only doing that because uh, of you know, you don't want to get blowback from your pastor or leadership or your husband, or they, they bring that to you and put it in front of you and say, You're supposed to submit to me. Submission should be voluntary, okay? Is everybody with me? And and when we submit to God, God never wants us to submit to Him just because um, uh, He forces us. It's not fact, like He doesn't force us to do it, which means that gives us some insight into His mindset. So let's look at this uh, passage here, and we see. Peter, of all people writing uh, this text under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and if you know anything about P- uh, Peter, you know it's very ironic that he's writing this passage on submission and operating in a spirit of submission. Isn't it wonderful, and isn't it, miraculously how, isn't it miraculous how God can take an individual who had a pre- Disposition to be bold, boisterous, and don't submit to anything or anybody. Take that same individual, transform him by filling him with the Holy Spirit, and now he's writing scripture that says operate in a spirit of submission. Isn't that that wonderful? it's, It's like when God took some of us who were predisposed to do certain things, and he saved us. Fill us with his Holy Ghost. And now the people who we used to run with, the people who we should do dirt with, can't understand how we're so different now. How we won't engage in stuff that we're used to engage in. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. It can transform a man's life. It can transform a woman's life. So we have that very same Peter, the one who pulled out a switchblade and cut the man's ear off. The very same Peter who said, Jesus, no, you're not going to die. That very same Peter who says, I will not deny you, but he did. That very same Peter is now writing this text, amen, and giving us some insight into what it means to operate in the spirit of submission. So look at verse number 11. The text says, dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Can we read that out loud and on purpose together? Verse 11, one more time. Let's go. Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners, stop. When he says temporary residents and foreigners, what makes him say that? Anybody? What makes him call, what, why does he say temporary residents and foreigners? Huh? Okay. We, we, we pass, so this world is not our home, right? This is a temporary abode for us until we go to our heavenly home. Jesus is going to come and rapture us out of here, the church out of here. So this is temporary, okay? What we're going through now won't last always. Can I get a witness? Everybody say trouble don't last always. All right? So it says, so to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Verse number 12. Let's go. It says what? Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Now, this is real important, guys. He says, be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. See, there are people who may not even necessarily care too much for you, but if you live honorably among them, they'll respect you. They may not even believe in your God, but when they see you living in an honorable fashion, when they see you living in a loving way, when they see you expressing the agape love in your everyday life, they'll respect who who you are and what you stand for, even if they don't believe in your God. Are you listening to me tonight? So Peter's writing, and watch watch what he says in verse number 13. That's where we get to the crux of what we want to talk about. For the Lord's sake, it says what? Respect all human authority, whether the king as head of state, next verse, or officials he has appointed. For the king has sent them to punish those who do wrong and to honor those who do right. Verse 15, let's read together. It says what? It is God's will that your honorable lives should silence those ignorant people who make foolish accusations against you. 16 says what? Uh, For you are free, yet you are God's slaves. So don't use your freedom as an excuse to do evil. Verse 17, let's read it together. Respect everyone and love your Christian brothers and sisters. Fear God and respect the king. Okay, we'll stop right there and let's uh, uh, try to unpack some of this passage here as you look at your outline, okay? Now, again, First thing we, we realize here is we look back at verse number 13, the KJV says this, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. Now, again, first thing here, submit, submission is required. For us as believers, there, this is not an option. This is a command. The Bible tells us submit to the authority that we are under. Now, again, uh, when you look at this, uh, submit yourselves, first of all, it says, to every ordinance of man, right? And this is a a very general teaching here when he uses that. Its basic meaning is to obey the law. In other words, as Christians, we have an obligation to obey the law. Okay? Y'all with me? I remember one time I was trailing one of, this is, Person who's no longer a member here now, but I was I was I was driving up Old Bellevue Road. And I turned in behind this this church member, and and as the church member going down the road, all of a sudden they just start throwing cups and paper out the window into the ditch. And I'm sitting there watching that and I'm like, don't they know littering is against the law, huh? Don't they know littering is, is first of all it's a sin, but it's against the law, right? And they just threw they threw it out the, like like it was a dump ground over there or something, and. It, it, it was, it's been so long since I've seen that kind of stuff, but I know people do it because I see prisoners on the side of the road picking up trash. How many of y'all take a ball and throw it out your window? Okay, I hope you don't, amen. All right, it's against the law. The text says, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man. So in other words, as Christians, we have a responsibility to obey the law. Everybody say obey the law. That includes speed limit laws. Hello, saints. I just, I mean, I, I, I know, I know uh, every one of us here is probably guilty, but but the word don't change for, for any of us, including me. Yeah, yeah. Including my wife. Mm-hmm, yes. Yeah, it's something about I-49 and my wife that just like, it just makes her just want to roll. Have y'all been driving on I-49 flat and ain't m- not much out there? There's a tendency for you just want to just gas it. <laughs> but that's against the law. So every time we do that, really in actuality, guys, we are sinning. And people say, well, that's, yeah, that's not a big deal. You know, they let you get away with it. Okay, all right, they give you some grace because, you know, they give you a little grace because uh, it, it, that radar can't be exactly exact, but, 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 but 15 miles over ain't grace. That's being a willing... Participant in disobeying the law. So, but but the text says, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man, for the Lord's sake. <laughs> Maria, you remember the time when that state trooper stopped you? Uh, I think you may have said something about you ought to be out trying to find criminals, and he told you, "You are a criminal. You just broke the law." <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> I thought I'd put you out there on blast, baby. That's, that's been several years ago. You hadn't got a ticket in a while, I don't think. Uh, but uh, I don't think, right? All right. But, but, but the guy was right when he said, you are breaking. When we break the law, guys, we're criminals. All right? So so talk about submission, okay? So submission is required. Submit yourself to every ordinance of man. That include speed limit laws, okay? Obey the law. Uh, This is a significant issue in the New Testament, guys. Uh, It's mentioned 49 times in 32 verses. And in contrast, resist is rarely mentioned. We don't, you know, resisting uh, the law is not our mandate, submitting to the law. So obey the law, uh, and, and, and that's a part of our mandate. We're called upon God to submit. In at least six areas. Can we look at these right quick? Number one, we're called on, go to James 4 and 7. We're called upon to submit to God. James 4, verse number 7. Let's look at that real quickly. Uh, so, a spirit of submission uh, needs to be a part of our mandate as Christians. James 4, uh, verse 7 uh, reads this way it says, uh, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Do what? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now, let's, let's go back and look at it again. Read it one more time out loud and on purpose. Let's go. Uh, so submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Or humble yourselves before God. All right. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now, notice, notice and, I, and I, I'm going to read the next verse here too, but, but notice, notice the order here. If, if we're going to resist the devil effectively, first we have to submit ourselves to God. We can't resist the devil effectively if we don't submit ourselves first to God, right? The order is, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. All right? Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Let's go to verse number eight right quick in that same passage, "Draw nigh to God. And he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minders. Look at that from the New Living Translation. Uh, What does draw nigh mean, guys? Get closer. So the NLT reads this way. It says, come close to God, and God will come close to you. Now notice this. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. So what that says is you have to initiate the coming close. God is there. He hadn't moved, but we have to initiate the coming close. If you sit back there saying, well, I'm going to get close to God. Well, guess what? You hold the key to that because it's not like God don't want to get close to us. It's just that many times we run away. We push him away from us. Okay, because he says come close to God and God will come close to you. He says, wash your hands, your sinners, uh, purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Your loyalty is what? Divided between God and the world. Verse 9, for good measure, let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Verse 10 says, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up, what, in honor. Humility is critically important, uh, man, for us getting to a place of honor that's given to us by God. He says, humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honor. So it's important that we realize that, that we are to submit first and foremost to God, all right? And that submission to God and getting close to him it, it's, it's it's predicated on us being willing to move toward Him. Okay, we got to be willing to move toward Him. If we if we draw not to God, He'll draw not to us. If we stay distant from Him, he, although He wants us in His presence, He He's not he, He's not gonna come in and and just um, make us come by just by grabbing us and pulling us. If we step toward Him, He steps toward us. Okay, y'all with me? If we step away from him, he still stays where he is. Are you you tracking with him? So submit to God, first of all. Second thing we got to do is we're called upon to submit to one another. Let's go to Ephesians chapter number five. So we got to submit to God. How how do you know if you're really submitting to God? Somebody just real quick. how, How do you know if you're submitting to God? What's the evidence of that? Your lifestyle. Okay, what else? Obedience, obedience. In other words, if I'm submitting to it, that means that when when it's clearly uh, made plain to me what God's will is in a particular area, and I know what that is, I have knowledge of it, it has been properly exegeted, I have a, a, a basic understanding of what God's word says in that particular area, and then I do not do that, then I am not submitting to God. The way we submit to God is by walking underneath his word. In other words, submitting our lifestyle to the commands, the principles, and the precepts that are laid out in the scripture. So if I'm not doing that, then I'm not submitting I don't care what I say with my mouth, but what I do with my actions will tell me whether I'm submissive or not. And the other part about that is when we submit to the order, God's order in the church, That tells us whether or not we actually are submitting to God. Uh, uh, Watch this. Uh, Hold your place. I told you to go to Ephesians 5 and 21. Is that right? But but flip over to Hebrews 13, uh, verse number 5. Look at that right quick, and and we'll get back to Ephesians 5. Because submission is is an important thing. There are a lot of Christians who feel like that, that they can be okay and submit to God, but not submit to God's representatives. And, and that, that doesn't work guys um, even when it comes to and want I want to share this with you even when it comes to law enforcement and we have law enforcement officers here in the church guys uh, it's important that uh, that we recognize that law enforcement officers you know represent the law of the land okay now we know and we've read in the news about a lot of different things that have transpired some things that 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 are unjust as we look at them and see those things happening. But that doesn't mean that because we've seen injustice in one place, that when we are asked to submit to that authority in another place, that we're justified and not submitting to that authority. I said we're not justified and not submitting to that authority. Everybody, Everybody, don't make the mistake of believing that that when you see one bad apple, that means that all of them are bad. Are y'all listening to me? And we have to teach our young men and our young ladies to respect that authority. Okay? Y'all with me? Again, this ain't got nothing to do with unjust actions that we've observed from some law enforcement officials. That would be just like... um, and, and people do this, that would be just like if you saw a preacher do something crazy over here, then you come looking at me crazy because of what he did over there. Right? Or if I did something crazy, then you go over to this church and look at that preacher crazy because of what I did over here. Listen, it's, it's, we have a responsibility in both of those cases to respect the authority that God has put in the earth realm. And so that means that uh, I think it's, it's prudent upon us as parents to teach our young children how to respect that authority. Okay? When they ask for your license, don't be talking. what you want my license for? No. You respect for, call them, i right. I mean, Rod, you, you up there. We got some other law enforcement, Dan. You, you know, it's, it's important for us to respect that person in that position because that badge represents the government. Okay. Yeah. Can I get one amen? Okay. So it's important that we teach our children how to do that, how to respond properly to law enforcement officials. Okay. All right. I'm saying that because sometimes, if we're not careful, based on what we saw and based on historical actions that have taken place, we'll forget what this word says about submission to authority. Okay, and we'll feel justified and not submit to authority, uh, even if the authority may be rude. All right, what you do is is you document what's happening, what's transpiring. Okay, I can appreciate what the, the, the incident that happened up in Philadelphia with those those two brothers in Starbucks. I can appreciate the manner in which they handle that situation. I mean, they could have gotten belligerent. They could have, you know, got up and cussed and fussed, but they were very calm. They handled it the right way, and guess what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah, they get ready to get paid, all right, because they didn't act the fool, all right. But, 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 but we have to realize that that if they were asked to move or whatever, you respect the authority that that badge represents. Amen. Is everybody with me? And you got to teach your children that too. Okay. All right, so, but watch what Hebrews 13 says. Um, uh, go with, uh, let's go to uh, Hallelujah. Go to verse number, th- Hebrews 13, and go down to verse number, glory to God, verse 15, verse 15. Hebrews 13, verse 15. Everybody's still tracking with me. So we're called upon my God to submit in at least six areas. First of all, submit to God. Second, we're going to see, submit to one another. But watch this. Watch what the text says here. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. Okay? Let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. When you proclaim something, what does that mean? The word proclaim means what? To, to, to say it out loud, if I proclaim something, that means I make a verbal proclamation. I'm proclaiming. He says, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. In other words, we ought to be saying, God, I love you. God, you're my God, you're my Lord, and I, I, I will submit myself to your will. I thank you, God, that you are an awesome God. And I reverence your holy name, and to you I will always be uh, your servant. Whatever have we articulated, we got to continue to do that, proclaiming our allegiance to His name. Look at verse sixteen and seventeen. Let's go. It says what? Well, and don't forget while you're doing all that, while you're praising God, telling you you're going to submit to Him. Say, don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Don't forget to do good. And to share with those in need, those kind of sacrifices please God. OK, now look at verse 17. Here's again. It says obey your spiritual leaders. OK, obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Now, watch this. If I say I submit to God, but I don't obey my spiritual leaders as they lead me in the things of God. Because your spiritual leader, your pastoral leadership is the mouthpiece that God uses to get his word out to you. So so right now, I'm God's representative to you. You can't see God. He's a spirit, right? But you can see me. Y'all can see me with this beautiful t-shirt I got on. Amen? Are y'all tracking with me? Uh, and, And so you can look at me and you can see me. And I am God's mouthpiece to you, just like the prophet was God's representative to the nation of Israel under the old covenant. As your pastor, I'm representing God to the congregation here. So he says, obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Now, again, obviously, if I go crazy tonight and tell you to do something that's not godly, that you don't, you it's better to obey God than man, right? But I will submit to you. And I don't think that I've ever told anybody in this church to do something that was not in line with God's will. If, if I said something that was not in line with God's will, it was not because it was intentional. And I'm not above, uh, you know, saying something wrong. I'm not above evolving in my understanding of the scripture. Because I thank God that I know more now than I did when I first started. Amen. And I'm ever growing. I won't ever stop learning. So God keeps revealing himself to me. But it says obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. But if if, if you say you submit to God, but you don't obey your spiritual leaders, then we have have a problem because you can't do that. You can't submit to God and then disobey your spiritual leaders. All right? Now watch watch what it says about your spiritual leaders. It says their work is to watch over your souls. I have a responsibility to watch over your souls. And it's not a responsibility that I take lightly. That's why I try to preach as hard as I can. That's why I try to keep dialing in. I try to continually uh, bring us back to points of emphasis so that we can recognize and know what God's will is for our life. Because I'm responsible for your soul. But watch what it says. Their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. So I'm accountable to God for what I feed you. Okay, y- y'all with me? I'm accountable for God for speaking truth into your life. Even when that truth, amen, may offend you because it's the truth. Because I, I told y'all this before, at some point in time, especially if you're still maturing in your walk with the Lord to where you, sometimes we don't like to receive truth. Any of y'all still in that category when somebody tells you something about yourself? You get a little mad at the person who told you about yourself? Even though what they were telling you about yourself was actually true when you start looking at it and examining yourself. Hello? I mean, how many of y'all get a little tiffy <laughs> when your spouse or when your mother or when your daddy or when your cousin, or your sister, or your brother tell you something about yourself that they see? And, and really, when you ask seven other people, they see the same thing. And I told y'all before, when seven other people see the same thing that the person who told you that they saw, it's a good chance that what the seven other people and that person saw it's, it's true. It's true, it's true, yeah, yeah, it's true. Because all eight of them don't get together and just lie on you. If eight people, eight of your closest friends tell you you are very sensitive, there's a good chance you are very sensitive. All of them didn't didn't, didn't collude, they weren't in collusion (laughs) to hurt your feelings. They just told you the truth. And so in the body of Christ, we have to learn how to receive truth because one 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 my wife and i had a a very uh crucial pointed conversation the other night and uh, about some delicate things and 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 I appreciated the way she told me what she told me i ain't going to tell y'all what she told me, <laughs> but I appreciated what she told me and it was it and and, and and guys i'm going to tell you. When when we had that conversation, it, it, I felt so close to her after that. Wow. And yes, oh yeah, you yeah. know. And guys, when you learn how to receive truth from people who you're in covenant relationship with, it'll draw you close to them. Yeah, it will. I feel close. But watch it. So as your spiritual leader, guys, watch this. My work is to watch over your souls because I'm accountable, to, I'm accountable to God for you. Now, I can't help if you don't do what is being preached. That's not my responsibility. I can't make you do a thing, and I'm not going to try. Grown folks, I learned this a long time ago in ministry, and when I learned this, it freed me, Gwen. Grown people... Grown, rusty tell people would do exactly what they want to do. Grown, rusty tell people if they don't want to do it, they'll find a reason why not to do it. So I don't sweat it. I just keep preaching. I keep exhorting. I keep encouraging. I keep loving you. And, 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 and one day, it's going to stick. <laughs> Amen. But I have a responsibility to teach you the truth, okay? So don't get mad at me when I do. And if you do get mad, that's okay. Go home. Uh, 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 sleep it off and come back and, <laughs> and hug me at the fellowship period next, next time you see me. I promise you guys, I, I, I don't, listen, uh, if you do get a little t- little tiffy with me because of maybe I made a decision that you didn't like or you were offended by it, then you know, if it really gets to you, come and talk to me and I'll tell you why I did what I did. I don't have a problem doing that, okay? uh, I, I'm not tight pastor so You, should, you should do what I say Do don't ask me no questions. No, that's, 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 that's not leading and that's not proper. But I, I, I'll i tell you and I'll explain it. I may not change what I, what I said or the decision I made, but you do have a right to come and ask me, Pastor, I didn't understand this. Or or Pastor, you know, that hurt my feeling. Well, I'm sorry it hurt your feeling. But what I, and I hope, pray I didn't say it in, in a, I, I, I pray and I try to watch how I say things. Uh, and I don't want to say it in a derogatory manner, but I, I want to speak the truth to you because I'm accountable to God. I don't want to get to the beam of judgment seat of Christ and he and he 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 dresses me down because I didn't speak truth to you, okay? So watch this. Their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. Watch this. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. Don't make me sorrowful as your pastor. That will certainly not be for your benefit. But it says obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. For they watch for your soul. Okay, let's go go back to Ephesians 5 and 21. I gotta move here. Gotta move. Ephesians 5 and 21. So we are called upon by God to submit to in at least six areas. First of all, submit to God. We saw that. And you can't submit to God without submitting to God's representative. You can't submit to the authority of the land without submitting to the, to the people who represent that authority. Okay? Amen? All right. Uh, whether, that, whether that person is a law enforcement officer, whether he's a security guard, whether, whether that person is a, uh, a, a principal or administrator of the school. Uh, your child has a responsibility to submit to that authority. Okay, I'm telling y'all about going up to the school and you ain't got all the facts, and you just go up there and just blowing and going ready, ready to tear the whole school up. Find out what's going on because that, that little child you think you're a little angel maybe a little devil up there, <laughs> and quit saying I know my child won't. You you may not know your child like you think. Okay, so get all the, gather all the facts and information. And, and find out what's going on. Don't go up there acting a the fool. You represent the Lord and ABC. Amen. Because it's chance I'm gonna know the person who you're going to act a fool in front of, and and uh, and if they talk to me about you, I'm going to to, yeah. I'm gonna come back and talk to you. Okay. All right. So, and further, submit to one another <laughs> out of a reverence for Christ. Let's can we back up a couple of verses, guys. Um, uh, let's back up uh, verse fifteen. Go to verse fifteen of Ephesians, chapter number five. Watch this. Ephesians chapter number five, verse number fifteen. Let's read it out, out loud and on purpose. Okay, it says what? So be careful how you live. Who's talking, guys? Paul is. Who is he writing this letter to? Church of Ephesus. It says so. Be careful how. You, what? Live. Now, again, soul begins that sentence. So, so that means that that's connected to something before that because you don't just thought, soul, go do this. Let's see what the soul is. He says this. Um, well, let me move on because I'm, 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 my time is, is, is fastly getting away from me. So be careful how you live. Look at what he says here. He's telling the church don't live like fools. He's talking to the church. He says, don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. It's interesting to me that he even had to put this in here, but he did. But it's not so interesting because I understand people and the dynamics of people. Sometimes people will live like fools. Christian people will live like fools. Christian people will do things that the world does and become comfortable in doing things the way the world does, okay? And you gotta be very careful that you don't get so, so, con- so close to the world that the world begins to draw you back to a state that God has delivered you out of, okay? So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Look at the next verse, let's go. Uh, Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. 17, let's go. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord Wants you to do. Don't think, don't act without thinking. Don't act in a faultless way, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Have you ever made a decision or went in a certain direction, but were not really fully confident that, that, that that's what the Lord wanted you to do? This text says don't act faultlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. God will give you understanding if you are seeking it diligently. He wants you to know what his will is. Look at the next verse, 18. Let's go. Don't be drunk with wine. Can I repeat that? Here, and I know our young adults had some this discussion in, in their class, Uh you know, our church covenant says we're going to abstain from the sale and the use of alcoholic beverages. That's what it says. I, I, Brother Jason asked me about that. I, I sent him a copy of the new member certificate that has it on the left-hand side. Now, you said, Brother Pastor, well, oh, yeah, come on, just just a little bit won't hurt." you know. The Bible says just don't get drunk, and you're exactly right. But here's my mindset. I can't get drunk if I don't drink. Let me come to this side. Over, here. I just, I feel, a, I feel a spirit over here. I don't know what kind of it is. <laughs> Don't be drunk with wine. Mm-hmm. In excess, but we say don't drink. <laughs> I didn't say you drink, sister, Darth. I know you. I know you're trying to help me out. You're trying to help me. Let me preach it, Darth. Let me preach it, Darth. <laughs> see, here's the problem. You know, the Bible says this. Watch this now. Because, see, as your pastor, I don't want you to live in a way that says, how close can I get over here and still be all right with God? It's just to mentality of a lot of Christians. Well, what can I get away with and still be okay? That's not a mindset that says I'm drawing and pushing in toward God. Y'all with me? And so, the Bible says this, and I think it was over in Roman, Paul says, don't do anything that's going to cause a weaker brother to stumble and fall, okay? So what, what I have to do as a pastor, and you have to do as a, as a believer who's trying to draw close to God and not try to see how, how close can I get to this line and still be okay? Because right, it's different in mindset, right? There are people who say, well, they always want to know, well, what's okay for me to do? And that should not be our mindset. Our mindset should always be, how, "How, what can I do to get as close to God as I possibly can and be equipped where I can be a minister and I can share with people who need to know Christ as personal Savior? And that my life will be an example for them to go after. Because you never know, somebody in this church, and I know people who've had a problem with drinking, and have been uh, alcoholics. So they if they're alcoholics, and now they see me in new members class saying, well, you know, hey, <laughs> you know, it's you know, it's all right, you take a little something, something, something. Just, just don't do too much. Well, that alcoholic, man, he's he's been battling with that thing. She's been battling with that thing, and now I'm almost releasing them to go down and take some more. And that one drink can send them back over the edge. So I would rather that we live with the mindset of. Not what can we get away with, but live with the mindset, how can I get as close to God and, and not have my life tainted with anything? Because, guys, there's, there's uh, non-alcoholic beverages out there, non-alcoholic wine, okay? And that's enough stuff that you can drink. It still tastes good. may not be good for you, but it tastes good. Right. So 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 the Bible also said this is and again, one day I'll do I'll do a teaching on this. I did a little study on that. But the Bible says this. Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. And whoever is deceived thereby is not wise. So now watch this. If I don't partake, I can't be deceived by it. Amen. Amen. Because there's somebody who started out gambling, somebody who started out drinking, who said that a little bit ain't going to hurt. All right? Y'all with me? So so as your pastor, I, want, I, don't, want, I don't want anybody to misunderstand what, what the mindset is here. The mindset in, that we're preaching in this church is, is that we want to see how close we can get to God and not how close we can get to the edge and still be all right with God. Now, because I don't, want, I don't want to do anything to cause anybody here to stumble. Now, if, are you going to hell if you drink? No. If you're saved, you're not. You follow me? But it's about being an example. You know, I, I, I get a funny feeling. I get a real funny feeling. Some of y'all don't like that. <laughs> see, see, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, kind of. Y'all feel it. Some of y'all felt. Some of you saints felt it too. <laughs> now here's what I know: grown people will do what they want to do. But my question to you: How much do you love Jesus versus how much you love the, the substance? And I am one who believes that there's a whole lot of other substance you can consume of and still be all right. And it tastes good. And you don't have a chance of getting drunk. Okay? But all I know is the Bible says, wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging. Whoever deceives it about it, not wine. Paul even said this. He says, if if, if it's anything I'm going to do to cause my brother stomach, I'll I refrain from it. Because I don't want to cause anybody to stomach. So y'all know good and well, if y'all saw me drinking uh, all the time, Even if I wasn't getting drunk, if I come in, you got somebody you you should drink, you you hold that can at the top. (laughs) Come on now. You hold, it's it's like some of y'all, you know, thank God for for delivering from cigarettes. Some of y'all, I I saw a lady the other day, held her hand out the window. I ain't seen it so long. She had that cigarette, it's like it just just clapped between those two fingers. (laughs) Y'all saw that? She just held out the window. But you know when you're drinking, you know you got your little stuff. You sit over in the cone, You know you, you, you got your little sway going, music going. You some things we do for social acceptance, yeah. And then we'll 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 turn it up too. But if you saw me, come on now. That would change your opinion of me. Now, some of y'all are mature enough to say, "Well, well, you know, he ain't going to hell." But I, but I don't want to use my liberty as an occasion to the flesh, and I don't want to use my liberty to cause another brother or sister to fall. Okay, and I know people struggle. I know enough people who struggle with alcohol. That, but I don't want to be that that one preacher, that one Christian that says that gives them the okay, and it pushes them over the edge. If you're, what I would challenge you to do is go sit down with somebody who's had to deal with alcoholism and see how it's just totally turned their life upside down, okay? So I want to see how close we can get to God, not how, how close I can get to, to what's wrong and still be okay. Y'all with me? So, now listen, I, I'm not naive. I hope y'all understand that. And I'm far from being stupid. <laughs> and I know that there are people in this church who say, well, bro, Pastor, I'm going to just do you what know, I, got, I got to do. But here's what I would challenge you to do is look at what you're doing and who's is affecting. Okay? All right? So we got to move forward. So, so every time you read this, now watch, it says don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. I promise you, if you take this challenge and you be filled with the Holy Spirit, in other words, again, the analogy is so, this is is such a bang-up analogy because if I'm filled with the Spirit, I'm controlled by the Spirit. That means that if I'm filled with the Spirit, he's controlling my life and I'm seeking how I can get closer to God, not how far away I can get from God and still be okay. Drunkenness, Controls your how you drive, how you speak, how you interact with people. Being filled with the Spirit controls what you do, how you interact with people. Y'all with me? Okay. So don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Look at 19. Come on, let's do more. I got sidetracked. Let's go. so us Says what? Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your heart Read and give thanks for everything. To God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Guys, do y'all believe the Bible? That's what I want to know. How many of y'all know that the Bible is God's inspired word? It's It's his blueprint for how we should live. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 21. And further do what? Submit to one another out of reverence. For Christ, so we're to submit to one another. Look at number three: wives are to submit to their husbands. Go to Colossians three and eighteen. You can see it right. Let's it stay right here. Why? Verse twenty-two says what? In Ephesians five twenty-two, wives, this means submit to your husband as to the Lord. Got one all right. I got one okay in the back. But let's let's read it again. <laughs> for wives, this means. This is not a bad term. Submission, guys, means to arrange under the command of a leader in the military sense, but it means voluntarily giving in. And guys, if if you'll ever really grasp this concept of submission and the husband grasps the concept of love, it is a beautiful thing. See, it's a a, a balancing thing. It's not just you can't stop reading right here, but you got to start reading here too. Because there are many women who want to skip over this. And go to the other part. He ain't loving me like Christ loved the church. <laughs> I hear you in my spirit. I hear you in my spirit. But this is still in there. This means submit to your husband as to the Lord. Maybe that's the problem. You're not submitting submit to the Lord. So if you're not submit to, submit to the Lord, then you're not going to submit to your husband. And if you're not loving... The Lord, husband, you're probably not going to be loving your wife like Christ loved the church. Amen. So let's do a responsibility, okay? Do a, everybody say, both of us in this thing. In this thing. And say, there's some blame, blame. To, go to go around on both parties' part. Both parties. So let's get it right. Everybody say, get it right. Get it right. I'm going to share something with y'all Sunday. It's, it, it, I was studying it. It blew my mind. It blew my mind. But, but I'll I wait to Sunday to give it to you, okay? All right, now watch you got to finish this up. The next thing, so wives are to submit to the husband. The, uh, so, uh, number four, the younger are to submit to the older. Is that right? First Peter 5 and 5. Go there right quick. Hurry, hurry. My time is about up. i have had fun with y'all tonight. One thing I realized, we got some drinkers in here. <laughs> <laughs> I still love you. I, I ain't mad at you. I still love you. But I'm just telling you what the covenant said. And see, don't and people will hear me say this their, don't get angry with me. I'm calling you out to to for you to walk in a spirit of excellence. I'm not I don't I don't want a church full of people who just get by. I want a body of believers who walk in the spirit of excellence. And who are trying to get as close to God as they possibly can. Okay? Didn't say you were going to hell, did it? But I said that it can render your testimony a little bit less effective. Anything that stops me from being effective in witnessing for Christ, I got to evaluate that and seek to cut it out of my life, okay? In the same way, your younger men must accept the authority of the elders. And all of you serve each other in humility. For God opposes the proud, but favors the humble. Pride will cause you to fall every time. It goes before destruction, right? Holy Spirit before fall. So the younger are to submit to the older. Look at this next one. Servants are to submit to masters. And you can you can when you say servants are to submit to masters, understand the cultural uh uh of the society this time is written, but we can, we can put this into the modern day term it says employees are to submit to employers, okay? If you're going to take the man's check, then you need to do what the man says. If you don't want to do what the man says, don't take his money. Can I put it any simpler than that? Because see, some of us think that God is not watching how we do what we do on our jobs. I ain't going to tell I ain't, I ain't do that too much work. I ain't. And you asking God for a promotion? Really? Really? You're asking God for a promotion and you can't submit to the authority that you're under right now and you want to be over somebody in authority. Really? I ain't working no overtime. I mean, I'm I'm tired, but you want a promotion? Look at this text: "You who are slaves must accept the authority of your masters with all respect. Do what they tell you, not only if they are kind and reasonable, but even if they are cruel." <laughs> all right, so you got a you got a, a manager who's not the best person. They they're not a very people friendly person, and they don't they they, they they're only they're only leadership they don't leadership level one that we talked about because they only have leadership because they're in that position. They don't influence anybody in a positive way. But she's reporting to them. Listen to me carefully. If you take the check, do what the man says. If you feel like you can't do what they say, find some place you can go to Well, you can do what they say because God is holding you responsible for how you submit to that authority. And if you don't learn how to submit to that authority correctly, then you you, you can't expect God to bless you where you are. So if you you find it's just impossible, then you need to find someplace else to go. My advice to you would be this. Before you walk, find something else before you walk. (laughs) Because you know it's already tight now. And you're going to walk. It ain't got nothing else to walk to. Everyone said that would be wisdom. Can I talk to y'all this way? And some of us will make moves out of our emotion because we're hot and we're mad. And then a week later, when we don't cool off, we realize I ain't got no money coming in. <laughs> and that bill is still, that car is still coming. The house note is due on the first of the month. And it's been a little bit more difficult for me to find a job in this environment. Yes, unemployment is low nationally, but you know what? There's some jobs out there that are much less lucrative in the pay scale because of technology changes. Those those jobs were where, where it used to be here locally where we had, what was it, Western Electric? That's why we said elected. <laughs> yep, It's called AT&T. Now, back then it was Western Electric. And people would get those manufacturing jobs paying 75, dollars $80,000, $90,000 a year and just walked out of high school. But you can't find those in abundant fashion anymore. GM is gone and probably will never return. If you're waiting on Elio, <laughs> I got some property... Swamp property, I can sell you. People with money don't have to go begging for money. Are y'all with me? Trying to get the government to... No, it's been too long. So my point is this, is don't walk off without you doing your legwork and finding you someplace else to go. That's my advice. But people, you grown, you can do what you want to do. But when you come to them, I'm gonna ask you, well, did you? Okay, that's good. You can take, But uh, did you? Do you have some places to go to? No, I just, I just told him I had enough. <laughs> see, now you are go, you gonna want to be hitting me up, and, and I'm gonna ask for i 'Cause I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say, "Go back. Did you get that message I preached on Wednesday, May 16, 2018? Go back and listen to that, and, and see what I said. Okay, use some wisdom, folks." And, I, and I, I'm not so naive enough to believe that every work situation is ideal. Sometimes you're in a place where you say, "I can't take it anymore." And sometimes some of y'all are in a position where you know you probably need to go on and retire because they, they tell me when, you, when it's time, you know it's time. It, you know, you, you know it's time. It's just, it's just something on the inside to tell you I, I got to walk away. But don't stay in a place and ruin your testimony. And not be a credible witness for God by not working hard, by sloughing off, because God uses work to help develop and train us. God uses some of those people who you don't like on your job to work some stuff out of you. And so maybe you're still there because he's still trying to work on you. And so when you learn the lesson, you, you get better. All right, I got to finish up, guys. Uh, number, uh, so... Uh, where are we? <laughs> For, okay, yeah. Uh, so, uh, not only if they are kind and, un- and reasonable, but even if they are cruel. So, so servants are to submit to masters, and lastly, Christians are to submit to government. Go to Romans thirteen and one, and we'll we'll, we'll pick up on next week. Romans thirteen and one. Am I making sense to you, guys? guys I, I want y'all to I want y'all to live some vibrant life. You know, here's here's what I learned. Some stuff that the world says you have to have in order to have fun, you don't have to have. You know what? I don't have to go to the club to have fun. I don't. Yes. I ought to go to the club to dance. I can dance right up in here. And by the way, um, man, anyhow, anyhow. <laughs> look at what the text says. Can, watch, can you see what the text says? It says, everyone must submit to governing authorities for all authority comes from God. And those in positions of authority, now watch this now, so, cause see, some of y'all, some of y'all sitting here right now, and you fuming. You can't even rest because of your president. But I want you to, I want you to read this. And some of y'all need to turn the TV off, cause your your you, 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 your mind just. You mad? Why are you mad? <laughs> Why are you mad? We serve a God who's able to do, exceed, to do exceeding abundant above all. We can ask the thing. why are you mad? Why are you, why are you going around depressed? See, I believe that God is in control. And so whether a Republican's in the White House, whether a Democrat's in the White House, whether a Green Party member's in the White House, whether an Independent's in the White House, it don't matter to me. Because God is the source of my supply. In his name, I'm going to lift up on high. He's taking care of me these 54 years, giving me 55 years, and he's going to take care of me 55 more if I'm on this earth that long. I'm not going to get stressed out and worried Because the text says here, everyone must submit to governing authorities. (laughs) For all authority comes from God and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. I'm asking what it says, okay? Look at verse number two. Come on, got to get through. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they'll be punished. In other words, government was instituted by God. God first created the institution of the family. Then the institution of government and then the institution of the church. He's using the institution of the church to influence this dying world, okay? Everyone who's in government authority is not saved. Some of them are far from it. And everyone who's in government authority is not right. But the fact remains, God created the institution of government and if we didn't have government, I'm here to tell you, chaos with rain. Do, have you seen what, hap- what usually happens when there's a tornado or a hurricane and people evacuate the city? Why do you think they send a National Guard in? To keep order, because the moment sinful people recognize that there's no governmental authority in place, they'll go wild. They'll come to your house and take your stuff, rob you. That's why they sent the National Guard in, okay? So, God instituted government so that man could exist without killing each other. And we're still doing a pretty good job of that, right? Okay? So, all I'm saying is you may not have voted for people, but at the same time, our mindset has to be that I've been called upon to submit to the authorities, uh, the government authorities that I'm living up under, okay? So, anyone who rebels against authorities, rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. This is, this does not mean that you don't call out injustice. This does not mean that you don't protest against stuff that's not right. I believe that Christians ought to stand up for what's right, and when, when something is wrong, then we ought to voice our opinion. But still, we have to respect the institution, amen, that God put in place. Okay, I got to stop there, guys. So we ought to commit... So